want to go right back out to our guest line, Rob, and welcome in Tom Crawford, Blue Belly Tom, my broadcast partner for 20 and a half years, creator of the Crawford Podcasting Network, and a proud father of Cody Crawford and the staff at Central Michigan University. And uh, I think you picked a good night to sit indoors last night. Well, sitting indoors in the press box, yeah, I, I still had to go outside uh, to get there. It was uh, <laughs> one of the stranger uh, wintry conditions for a football game. I, you know, I, I and I, I've attended some of these uh, snow squall games, but yeah. this was at another level in that first quarter. This snow squall came across from a lake effect came across from uh, Lake Michigan that just lined up just perfect in Isabella County. <laughs> My word, you couldn't see the the uh, the hash marks. You couldn't see the end zones, and it was it was crazy in that first half, Jack. But I think you know, and uh, West or Central was a ten point favorite going into that game. It won two in a row. Western's been struggling, uh, but Western came out on top. And I think what they did was they navigated the aerial game like Central could not, and they pulled out uh, kind of a bizarre ending, twelve to ten, with a safety and a field goal in the last four minutes. It's very, very strange culmination of that game last night. So I saw early on uh, Sean Tyler and then uh, Bert Emanuel. Oh, yeah. Good back. Long yep. touchdown runs. Yeah. And I said, you know, this might be kind of a fun game because the defense doesn't know where the offense is going. Exactly. And it's tougher for them to get footing and slipping. And I said, you know, this could be like uh, Ron Johnson against Wisconsin. Oh, my God. I was at that game. In 68. Yeah. That was a slop yeah. fest. That was melting snow. Yeah. Right. So I that said, you crazy. know, this is going to be fun to watch. And then the scoring stopped, other than a field goal. And uh, I finally had something else I needed to do midway through the fourth quarter. And I was surprised when I saw the score. Not shocked that Western had won because I thought, well, you know, they might get lucky, get a touchdown. But when I saw they got 12 and they were at 7. I, I I couldn't figure out how they did that. It had to be a safety involved somewhere, and uh, and there was. Yeah, yeah. Central got pinned down uh, inside their five, and and um, you know they have a fresh you know they have a freshman quarterback on their team uh, out yeah. of Houston, and um, right. Bertie Manuel, who had that long touchdown run, he fumbled the ball. Ended up, I thought it was going to be a scoop and score touchdown. Ended up being a safety, so it's ten to nine, mm. and they free kick it, and then. Western goes down and, and kicks the field goal at two to go, and, and Central couldn't move the ball. Once again, uh, just West, Western had 100 more total yards. I thought, you know, this game, it, it, it's kind of a bittersweet game, though, because this game should be, um, this game should be played on a Saturday, uh, like Michigan, Michigan State. It was a good crowd for the conditions. It's Wednesday night. Um, but this game historically has been well attended where that stadium has been packed, both up there at Kelly Shorts and then also at Waldo Stadium. But uh, it's a TV-driven thing. But I would move, yeah. if I was to recommend the ADs of both these two schools, move that into an October slot like the Michigan-Michigan State game it used to be. Yeah. It should be second week. And uh, and save one of those Maxion games from another opponent later on. Well, uh, that's interesting, Tom, because Michigan-Ohio State, at the end of the season, I guess that is the most susceptible to weather problems. And if there's bad weather Next Saturday, as we expect this Saturday, I think that really has to favor Michigan. Yeah, well, back to back to I wasn't I wasn't saying it was a weather. You can have bad weather on a Saturday, but I'm just saying from a 
from a Western Central. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the you know, the, the, yeah. yeah, the rivalry. That's a it's more Saturday friendly. You know, where students right, can be right. there. I mean, some are got classes the next day. That's all I meant by that. But no, yeah, cold weather yeah. can happen. And you know, to be honest with you, back to the Michigan Ohio State game, I'm hoping for cold weather. I want a yeah. match of what happened in Ann Arbor last year because I think right. that favors Michigan. And I would not want to play Ohio. In other words, I wouldn't want to play Ohio State if I'm a team indoors or on a very immaculate dry field, that's when they're at their best, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a, a very interesting matchup. I, I've heard a lot of people trying to break this game down, and there's a week to go, but really doesn't matter for Ohio State. They can lose at Maryland. Uh, Michigan can lose at home to, to Illinois. The Big Ten East Division champion and likely the Big Ten champion is going to be decided a week from Saturday in Columbus. And a lot of the concern right now is uh, which Buckeyes are going to be available. And uh, Michigan also might have an injury or two, right? Yeah, I think Luke Schoonmaker is going to come back. It sounds like Mike Morris is okay. Um, You know, these are – a lot of this is, uh, you know, uh, season-long bumps and bruises and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and, you know, I think they're just going to find a way to play. Um, but uh, you know, if, if there's if, if a kid can play, he's going to play. And I, I just I just think that um, you know this is going to Michigan. In my opinion, I've stated this on a couple podcasts this week in a radio yeah. interview. They have got to execute. I said this on Tuesday. They've got a vertical passing game much more improved than what they have right now, or they'll lose by two touchdowns. And I kid you not, they will lose by two touchdowns if they don't establish some. Some uh, of, of an aerial game where they're utilizing. And I watched the 2002 game, a Michigan Illinois 2002 game was on Big Ten, and they're in the red zone and they're running post corners to Benny Jopru and Ronald Bellamy, yeah, who's not yeah. coached by. And they're doing things that they're not doing now in the red zone. And um, until they do that, they're going to get stuck in the mud in the red zone um, and, and might have to resort to field goals. And I just don't think again in that environment down there, Ohio State. Um, and, and you know they got a great new coordinator now out of Okie State. I mean this this is going to be a tough this will be tough sledding if they try to rely on eighty percent ninety percent run. They can't get they can't afford to have one hundred twenty five through the year. They're going to have to get close to two hundred in my mind to win this game. Well, Jim Knowles uh, has a great reputation and the new defensive coordinator at Ohio State, but the Buckeyes were outgained by Penn State. They were outgained by Northwestern uh, in that wind tunnel in Evanston. And they still have to figure a way to get the Michigan offensive line off the field. But I wanted to ask you about the passing game because I, I took note of what you had had um, messaged earlier. J.J. Uh, McCarthy certainly can throw. Uh, I think his arm is better than Cade McNamara's. And uh, I think the Michigan receiving core is deep. What's the problem? Well, I mean, the Michigan receiving core could be deep, but I'm going to start with them. And 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 these are, you know, this is just naive, you know, layman term uh-huh. analyses. Okay, um, they're, they they can't get separate. They seem to be caught up in um, fist fighting on their routes. You know, you know, the, the, you know, you know, jogging for for inside leverage on these on these routes, and they're slowing down. Uh, CJ's uh, Cornelius Johnson done it. Our Andrew Anthony here from East Lansing, he's done it a couple times. 
And uh, I, you know, just run the run the damn route, and and don't worry. You know, there, there's been a little bit of that, and they just they don't have that tall receiver. They don't have Marvin Harrison Jr. six four ish type of receiving. And and you look at Michigan teams in the past that they've had tall receivers like Adrian Arrington. They've had guys that can jump up and get the ball, or you know, like Michigan State has in Keon Coleman. They don't have somebody like that who can do a fifty fifty. They don't really have a fifty fifty ball kind of guy. Ronnie Bell might be that guy, and he's their best receiver. But I think the receivers, it's been a lot of their fault. And then J.J. has, you know, not not dropped it in the trash can like um, he was earlier in the year. And his deep throws have just, you know, they haven't really been attempted that much. So somehow, they, unless they're holding a lot of stuff back, they're going to have to figure that out. And they're not going to be able to run four times. they got a first and goal at the eight. They can't have negative plays, and they can't run four times to get in the end zone against Ohio State. I just, I, I, I truly believe that's going to be a, a, you know, too tough of a challenge. Derek. Tom, uh, you texted something today that uh, I think a lot of people can relate to. Uh, this season has been exhausting in a lot of ways, and uh, not just uh, with the Michigan State-Michigan rivalry. Uh, but a lot of people are saying, you know, uh, basketball's looking pretty good here. And, uh, <laughs> and, and Michigan's in a position where it could win the national championship. It uh, goes ahead and wins the next five games. Uh, so, you know, there's certainly a lot to look forward to that way. But do um, you think we're going to hear something soon uh, as far as the incident in the tunnel and uh, possible penalties? I saw some tweets today from uh, the Washtenaw County prosecutor that, uh, uh, I mean, I'm sure he's a fine guy. He's a Kalamazoo College product and it seems to be very bright. But uh, I don't know that was the best look for him to be tweeting about making bets about the Michigan-Michigan State game. And now everybody's going to be digging up everything. I just wish this whole thing would go away. Well, that's the problem when you let something fester like that. You know, the old Don Cam thing, you can't let a one-day story be a two-day story. Three. I mean, this is, what, 14-day, 15-day? I mean, I don't know how many days it's been. It's yeah. getting crazy. And, how you know, if, if the investigation was complete and turned over to the prosecutor, you know, what was on Saturday night or sometime Saturday, then we're sitting here on, on Thursday and we've heard nothing. I mean, it's like – on other situations, the Juwan Howard situation at Wisconsin, that thing was resolved the next day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how come this is taking so long? And um, and and so that 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 has been fatiguing. I, you know, I'm fatigued on the on the Michigan Michigan State rivalry. I'm cringing about the basketball game on January seventh. Besides Michigan State being a very good team, as we noticed the last uh, few days, but I just think that's going to be a um, a, a toxic thing because basketball is more of a personal yeah. game with yeah. fans and yeah. players that are right on top of you. And then right. when I when I sent that text, Jack, I also, you know, on a personal basis, um, and you can relate to this with your kids. I mean, when your son's involved with something, um, and and it's a long in football, uh, you know, Central's had a struggling year after winning nine games in a Sun Bowl last year. When you're when you're you have a kid on the team as a coach or a player, I mean, the wins are like weddings and the losses are like funerals i mean yeah, i know that's yeah. bizarre but you know it's it's way more personal so like central michigan for me this year every game is about a michigan game times about 25 um and that's right. just the way it is because it's your kid not someone else's kid so that's what i meant by that but part of that was this michigan michigan state thing 
Um, I, I am so tired of this. I'm having a hard time having conversations with Michigan State people that I normally can have a conversation because yeah. you have to kind of dodge that 800-pound gorilla in the room, just like yeah. you do in political environment as well. So uh, that's why I'm, I'm looking for <laughs> – I want Michigan to go 15-0 and all that stuff right. But I'm right, looking right. forward to basketball. <laughs> How is – Cody doing. I know how competitive he is. He and my son Zach are clones. Oh, they're clones in terms of being driven by this oh, yeah. stuff. And I know how uh, Cody takes defeats. Yeah. And uh, the whole time he was at Albion, he didn't have many uh, yeah. defeats. But uh, in a season like this, where you know things go wrong and you just get ready, and then you get injuries or you get a couple wins, and then you have a big yeah. disappointment. How's he handling that? Well, I mean, he's, he's, I mean, he's a trooper. I mean, he, I mean, he hurt. I mean, I, you know, I see him after the game and, um, how do I describe this? I mean, it's like, we just kind of, you know, we don't not to get too delved into it, but you know, we just, you know, I, you know, how, you know, I, I give like, I had to give something to him and, you know, we just talk about what maybe went wrong, but you know, it's kind of like this, you know, saddened, um, you know, anger. I mean, it's like, it's like you want, you you want to say something as a parent to fix it, but you, you know, you can't fix it, you know? So I, you know, I tell him and he's handled it. He handled it very well. And unfortunately there's been too many of the experiences. They have seven losses right now. They only had four last year and they still got one to go, but it's just like, I look at, you know, from a motivational standpoint, let's try to go one and oh in your last game. I mean, you're out of a bowl game. That's not going to happen. But uh, go down and try to beat Eastern. Eastern Michigan is going to be trying to win eight eight games, Jack, for the first time in something like 40 years or something like that. Wow. Some crazy, some crazy They're metric. Game out, right? They could still. Uh, yeah, so go out and ruin yeah. it for Eastern Michigan. Um, and so, I mean, he, he's handling it strong. He, he's tireless. He works 19, 20 hours a day. But this yeah. is what he loves to do, and this is what we signed up as a family. I mean, we all when he, he loses, we all lose, and we're all hurting. Um, and but it's but it's but it, relatively speaking, what happened at Virginia, uh, and and we, we had yes, talk, yes, talks about that. Yes. It, it, it's it, yes. it's a freaking game, yeah. so um, it, it doesn't. Perspective. It, yeah. I mean, it's truly a perspective check. And I give hands out to Western and Central. They had a moment of silence last night for for the players at UVA. I mean that. That one has stuck with me the last three days. I can't get that one out of my mind either. Tom, you mentioned basketball. Uh, Michigan got a big win last night uh, at Pittsburgh. Uh, <clears throat> I think played much better than it did against Eastern. And Michigan State Tuesday night, uh, stunning number four Kentucky uh, in double overtime. And uh, – one of the best games that Tom Izzo has ever coached. Oh, my word. Uh, Wonderful game. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when you look at these teams, uh, we just had Don Fisher on the show, the voice of IU for 50 years. Oh, yeah. And uh, maybe Indiana's going to have some competition from the north. Oh, I, I think they are. In, in Michigan State, I mean, uh, let's just start with the Gonzaga game. I mean, I know I mean, Michigan State's program is way beyond moral victories and never really has been under Tom Izzo, but – that got my attention, um, and then and then to co- you know compound that with going to down to Indy and um, and 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 doing as well as they and, you know beating Kentucky. I know you know a lot of times they say I play Kentucky early before you know they get the you know the, the new guy, right. but they got veteran players on this team. 
And and um, that was a quality win. But uh, what, my takeaway with Michigan State is they're getting better guard play than Michigan is. Michigan got some decent guard play in the second half last. And they had a good. That was a good effort against Pitt, but it wouldn't play Kentucky. But Michigan State, as I always say, you know, it's a it's a diff- most difficult team right. to play the way they push the ball off the made basket. Right. And th- there's nobody you really can zero in on. And if they continue to get that great floor play, and then you know, set up Joey Hauser. When he gets in a rhythm, uh, look out. Uh, so, that, you know, Michigan State, you know, Indiana has got to be right up there with Indiana. I mean, if we're going to look at the narrative probably every week, okay, go yeah. week by week. But right now, I, I would have Michigan State and Indiana as the two teams that, uh, you know, scare me the most as far as winning the Big Ten. And as you always say, Tom, <clears throat> more often than anyone else I know, when Michigan State is ranked highly, Prepare for disappointment. When Michigan State is disrespected or ignored, oh, look out. And look out. Sa- Thursday, uh, excuse me, Tuesday night was the first time in 12 years and 24 games in the Champions Classic where an unranked team <clears throat> has won. Yeah, yeah. But, and, uh, where, does it, where does this Matty Sissoko come out? I mean, I remember him last year. I mean, he was like Stephen Izzo's roommate. I mean, I yeah, think that was yeah. the only thing that he had notoriety on. Yeah. Well, where, where did this come from? Did you it see this is, coming? No, no. I watched him in the summer, and I said, uh, you know, he's he's better. Uh, maybe he and Jackson Kohler will alternate. Maybe. Yeah, I he didn't, never he didn't saw get him me. scoring yeah. thirty points against Drew Timmy and Oscar Shibway. But Tom, when they talk about incredible stories, and I'll tell it a little bit later in the show, uh, this one is worthy of a made-for-TV movie or a feature film, a guy who grew up probably in the poorest part of the world with absolutely nothing. I mean, zero. We're talking about no electricity, no running water, no automobiles, no, nothing. Yeah. And to uh, have his brother basically pitch him to uh, a traveling evangelist who was doing eye surgeries. <laughs> said, would you please take my brother over to the United States, please? I mean, oh, hey, oh my God could have done anything with this kid but brought him over here and raised him and developed him this was 15 at the time and then to see that family on the aircraft carrier with a a six-week-old baby dressed up uh you know with michigan state and in honor of uh, of of maddie it really made you cry it was it's Uh, such an incredible story of what can happen uh, jack the biggest thing that that stood out for me so so okay had Four fouls. I mean, Shibway, Oscar Shibway had like four fouls. He's he, he's gone. Okay, he didn't. I don't know. Was he in the first overtime? This this dude made the whole freaking. I mean, he was with four fouls a long time. I mean, yeah. I, I, people don't. I, I, that I, that wasn't even mentioned much. I didn't think. I mean, it, that's a that's a glaring jump off the off the table kind of thing. I mean, Shibway's like two hundred and sixty pound animal down there, and. um that I mean, this is a guy that, and once again, look through the Michigan perspective, could give Hunter Dickinson fits because Hunter Dickinson is that's the dude that's going to win or lose for Michigan, right? And um, uh, they didn't go to him against Eastern Michigan enough, and they they were in a dogfight. You got to go to him if you're going to win. And uh, so, yeah, uh, Sissoko was wow. That's a wow factor. I know all the other kids on that team a lot of experience back, but that's the guy that. That that's the kid is, is that's going to push them back to you know they're in the hunt in the top ten pretty much all season long. Uh, Tom, uh, Matty is is very bright. I mean, you can tell when you talk to him, and 
his English isn't perfect, but it's it's pretty good for someone who grew up speaking French and a tribal dialect. And uh, when he was in the game against Gonzaga, uh, Drew Timmy kept asking him, how many fouls you got? And then he'd follow him and said, how many you got now? How many you got now? (laughs) And then at the fifth one, he said, bye. (laughs) And uh, uh, he learned from that. Uh, And he said, you know what? It doesn't do me any good to help the team when I'm sitting on the bench. So uh, he he played with four fouls and showed showed, uh, incredible restraint not to get the fifth foul, but to get those steals and eventually uh, foul uh, Oscar Shibway out. Yeah. Yeah, but once again, that that incredibly well-designed play uh, yeah. to what the end of the first uh, first overtime. I mean, you can dissect that game hand over fist. You, you had a feeling Michigan. You knew Michigan State. This was kind of their game early on. Yeah. I would have been surprised Kentucky won because Michigan State kind of had that look in the eye. You had that look in the eye the whole game. I look at little things like that and. Great win for Michigan State. Now you know that you know the sketch doesn't get any easier. They got what Nova coming up, but um, it'll be interesting when the Big Ten starts. And and I'm glad actually that Michigan's playing Michigan State at, at getting that Breslin game out early because I think Michigan uh, is going to get a split at best with Michigan State, and you're not going to get that one anyway. So get that one early and then and then try to get better so that they can. <laughs> I want to split right now, Jack. I'm not exaggerating. And yet I think Michigan's going to have a really good basketball team. But um, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, two or three teams and uh, maybe four teams uh, vying for the, for the crown here in the Big Ten, Indiana, Michigan, Michigan State, maybe one or two others. But uh, our two schools are in the hunt, that's for sure. Tom, I don't know if you heard the news today uh, about Chase Brown and Brett Bielema. And uh, Chase Brown now, they think it's 50-50 or maybe 55-45 about playing in the game right. Saturday. Right. And Brett Bielema's mother dying. Oh, I didn't and, hear that. That's too yeah, bad. And don't even know if he will be at the game. So uh, that could certainly influence some things. And uh at this point of the season, the number one thing you, you root for is health. You don't want yeah. anyone to get injured at this point of the season. So, yeah, uh, have fun Saturday in Ann Arbor. Uh, I will try. Dahlgren will also be there. Oh yeah, uh, I see her down the bus doing that stuff for BTN. She's doing a right. great right. job. Right. Uh, we will see you Sunday night on Press Pass, part of a record seven straight appearances. <laughs> The only streak I've ever had in my entire life, so I'm going to embrace it, Jack. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Tom. Really All right, appreciate Jack. It. Thanks for having me on.